0: You're listening to the Movie Crew Podcast. Tonight, we talk about Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. You no
1: trouble. Me, fifth helmet.
0: Supreme You will be a weapon. You will be a minister of death praying for war. But until that day, you are cute. Sound off like you got a pair.
2: Sir, sir. Yes, sir.
0: The city is headed for a disaster of biblical proportions.
2: What do you mean
0: biblical? What do you mean this Old Testament? Yeah, Mayor, real wrath of God type stuff. Dead. Fire and brimstone coming down from the skies. Rivers and seas boiling. Forty years of darkness, earthquakes, volcanoes. The dead rising from the grave. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together. Maxis hysteria.
2: Welcome to the podcast. We're your host, i editor Brian Elkins. With me here tonight, cinematographer Jared Kellen. How you doing, Brian? I am Dandy. Ready for a three-hour-long conversation, Jared? Yes, sir. All right. We also have with us director of photography, Mike Griggs.
3: Sounds like this conversation is going to be just like the movie. Three hours of white dudes talking with a
2: lot of atomic
3: shit happening.
0: And you loved every second of it. <laughs>
2: Well, we also have a white woman. <gasps> we have custom designer <laughs> Kristen Jones.
1: Hello, hello. hello.
2: <laughs> oh. We go from Barbie straight to Oppenheimer. Happy to depressing all <laughs> in two shows. We have accomplished Barbenheimer. Yeah.
0: Yes, that's what I'm saying. It's a match set.
3: Three different people who I've told that I watched Oppenheimer asked me if I went from Barbie to Oppenheimer. And I was like, no, there were like four days in between. What are you talking about?
1: No, I saw actually stats today that like, according to AMC, I think like 40,000 people bought tickets for the same day showing, like when it opened. For both That's- of
3: them at the same time, you mean?
1: Well, not at the like the same time, but like both of them on the same day. Yeah.
0: Mike, since you weren't here for the Barbie episode, I have to ask you a question on air. What was your favorite Barbie outfit? And what was your favorite Ken outfit? <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh, okay, the Ken one is easy. Rocky Balboa is... Like fur coat uh, okay. was Obviously. like the most epic thing.
0: I'm just kidding.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Got it. Do you see the man behind the ten, Jared? I do. I'm right here.
0: I'm right here. Is Jerry gonna fight uh... for you? <laughs> you gotta beat me off <laughs> first, bro.
3: <laughs> Can't even beat yourself off.
0: Yeah. All right. So, what was the Barbie?
3: Fuck. Um. I gotta say the rollerblade outfit. Mm-hmm. Be- just because that whole sequence was was just. 90s neon? It was so perfect. Like, both of them together, and then everyone staring at them, and then the jokes of the double entendres and her getting hit on, and like, just, it was pristine and totally worth it.
2: All right, now that we
3: got all that joy out of the way.
0: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah. We gotta start on an up note, so then we can talk about, you know, sadness. Are you guys ready to cry? Yeah. Killing people. Descend
3: into the atomic panic
2: attacks? Possible murder. Should I just flicker the lights
3: in the background? Possible murder?
2: We'll get there. (gasps) Oh, you're referencing Florence. I am. Shut up. Oh. Yeah, yeah.
0: We'll, we'll, we'll talk about it when it's time.
3: Oh, oh I thought
1: that... you were referencing. You know that it was. Oh, a... uh,
0: Kristen, it's not murder if it's done in the in the name of your right. country.
1: That's what I thought you were saying. <laughs> no, yeah, th-
0: those murders don't count. God doesn't Obviously. see those as murder.
1: No.
3: People don't ask who made the bomb. They just ask who dropped it.
0: That's right. Yeah, the guy who actually pushed the button, which is probably not Truman either. <laughs> Right? Get that crybaby out of my office <laughs> They're like trying to get the modem to connect, and like you yeah. know, and he, they're waiting so they can connect. So because Truman wants to be the guy to hit the button at his desk, you know. They just, Mr. Give President, him button, we have like, the uplink. Like,
3: Here, this totally works. This is exactly what it is. I just think some guy in the room just farts. <laughs> That's not what we were trying to
2: do. I did think Gary Oldman killed it in his like uh, one scene in this film.
3: Oh, he was fantastic!
2: Yeah, excellent.
3: He's been a British Prime Minister and an
2: American President. I liked him better as Truman than I did as. <laughs> I agree.
0: <laughs> I yeah no also I gotta agree yeah. Still kind of did the same little like you know stiff lip kind of oh the, um, the Gary Oldman yeah 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 oh the Gary Oldman yes <laughs> oh the Dracula yes yes yeah.
2: I don't know when he was uh, when he was doing Churchill he, he he had a like a kind of a fat suit on too so it was kind of hard to
0: yeah
3: I don't know no, he, he was doing that the jowls and his makeup. Less expressive. We're finding a lot of things to talk about that are not this movie. I'm just putting that out there. Observing. Well, I will...
2: That was
0: was totally part of this movie.
2: (laughs) This movie did destroy me. Uh, Every single time I have walked out of the theater, uh, I've seen it three times now, it has, like, fucked up my life. It fucked up my brain. Not really in a funk. Not not really depressed. Just, I don't know. Like, just complete lack of hope for all humanity. You know, just... It's not a personal depression. It's a it's a world depression I'm feeling. A world hmm.
1: depression. We're all I actually die. had I had the same well, we all are gonna die at some That's true.
2: Eventually.
3: point
1: in time. Um I don't know. I had the same kind of thought with this and especially like with the like the the dramatic end scene that leaves everyone in tears and you can't move and it's just so shocking and <laughs> Did I you was, cry? Like, no. Lisa. I was like I was like, do people not know this? Has no have the people like not thought about this before? Like is this a new concept for people that that we're destroying ourselves? Do they not like No, Kristen, we have never think, seen it? I think I think like this. On the same level though, I guess it does make me very concerned for humanity that people are on the same you know, similar but different, that people are looking at this and thinking that it's like something groundbreaking. Uh, When it's, I don't think there's anything really groundbreaking in it.
0: I think, I think that it. No, just like in our Barbie conversation where we talked about how the the woman's speech about how you know should 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 exactly exactly should should we be hearing this? Well, it's maybe because it's like us. We we know maybe you haven't thought about it. That's what I'm saying. Maybe maybe you need to think about it. Have people not
1: thought about this? No, (laughs) (laughs) I'm blown away by that talk about war and talk about the destruction and talk about like should scientists and should like free thinkers be working for the government to destroy other countries I don't know I feel like I had this conversation many times in philosophy classes and science classes like in school Mm -hmm. like in school for years this was always a conversation Uh, even going down to like should the scientists be held accountable and what if what if they're just like in a room and don't know any better and they're just given orders and like to come up with the science and they don't even know what they're doing and which is not what's happening here like he clearly knew what he was doing but no this is this has always been like ethical conversations I've always been in rooms where these ethical conversations are happening and the fact that yes some people have never thought about this kind of blows my mind
2: do you guys ever think about death I mean uh, yeah, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm definitely not gonna uh, uh, say the movie is bad or like attack the movie I didn't because say it was it's not
1: bad well I, we uh, haven't gotten there
2: yet yeah I I'm, didn't... I'm not, I'm, oh, I'm not gonna odd. go after that because I mean that is what the movie is that's literally Oppenheimer's life. If you make Oppenheimer's story, you have to tell this part of the story. It is who he is. He was the one that built the bomb and then wrestled with it afterwards. It's literally who he is. okay. so you okay. can't okay. you can't Actually, sit here and go this, like people you didn't realize this. like it, it's is about the man that built the bomb realizing this. It's not about us, the audience. You know, this is about him, his realization, you know, like, that's why we're constantly like, uh, who's the scientist that's trying to build the H-bomb? That's always like, like Robert, nobody knows what the the you're trying. Nobody knows what you believe. You're a politician now. You're not. You've left physics behind. He's constantly telling him that shit. I don't know. I just I feel like all of this is you need that for him.
1: I agree. But here's I think actually my biggest criticism of this is that I feel like. And this is, I guess, my biggest criticism of the movie um, is that I don't really feel like that emotional connection is there. You know, when you're sitting here and he's like testing the bomb and there's like a chance that it could destroy the world, I don't really think that's exciting. I know it's not going to destroy the world. And when you have something like this, where it's historical and you already know the outcome, that's when it's really important for the audience to connect with the characters so that there is this emotional buildup. I mean, look at Titanic. We all know how that's going to end, but we're all so invested in how it's going to happen. And there's no investment here, at least not for me. I was just like, oh, they're doing stuff again. Okay, now they're gonna do it over there. Oh, uh, like like there are cool moments. I didn't. I don't actually hate the movie, but I I, that I I feel like this could have been so much more emotionally devastating and so much heavier, and it just wasn't because there was so much going on, and it, you just get so bogged down in all of this these mundane details here, and and so at the end where he's like, oh, I think we destroyed the world or whatever the line is, you're just like, this is. I've been waiting three hours for this line. And like, but, and people are crying like what? I just, I think it's wild. Honestly, I don't understand it.
2: You're talking about like one of the best fucking film montages I have ever seen in my entire life. The end of that fucking movie is like fucking powerful as shit like up there no. with the dark knights end montage no, yes. Uh, yes no i know
1: no yes no it gives me no. the feels every
2: time <laughs> watching all the bombs go off watching the world blow up watching oppenheimer's face just that gigantic fucking close up on that IMAX screen, oh no, it gives me the fucking feels every time. Maybe that's the problem.
1: I saw it several times, but not in IMAX. Maybe if it was bigger, I would feel more. Maybe <clears throat> that's the problem.
0: It it was really cool. Uh, Brian and I went and saw this in 70 millimeter in Nashville, and uh, seeing it in full open gate 70 millimeter uh, is is quite an experience. Like like you feel it, you feel it more. It feels like you're right on top of the screen actually, and then but the but the, and also the sound was so huge, like the seats rocked, you know. It was definitely a, I don't know. There's a lot
3: of good sound things happening in this movie.
0: Yeah, I don't know. That that, that whole ending thing, it, it does, It. I don't know. If, if you're into the movie and you're in that moment and the way it builds, it is really, really, really powerful.
1: Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is I was not into the movie enough for it to be super mm. that powerful because there's not really much of an emotion. There's not a lot of moments where you can emotionally connect with what's going on. You can just kind of get excited that he... Found a new step in the scientific theory and like cool good for you, bro Like I don't I, no, I really don't care. No. no, he
0: get he gets a little bit of a come up It's on Robert Downey jr's character and then you know,
1: Robert Downey jr. Okay. 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 I'm gonna go back Killian Murphy is a great actor. This is not I have no credit like this. I'm criticizing the script here um, but Robert Downey jr took his character and he steals the show like that he's an amazing he did an amazing job I have more of an emotional connection to like the villain in this which
0: well it's just so nice to see him actually act yeah Robert Downey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> well yeah. you know not, not be a superhero you know not so, be a yeah, yeah, yeah. fucking dick yeah, he's still it's, kind
1: of a smartass. In head. <laughs> I know,
0: I know, but he's actually doing a performance. <laughs> yes, that the no weight. He's performing. He's brilliant.
1: Like a he is brilliant. Yeah. And his yeah. like hair is that His that's yeah, not his all, hair, right? He's right, not like, you know. Balding all, that much.
0: Yeah, I, I'm even hoping that's the same for um, the Jewish guy who is from um, uh, like Wednesday's boyfriend from the Adams Family Values. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that 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 actor. What was I his name? Of, I think uh, of him I forget as the, the elf, elf the actor guy
3: from uh, Santa Claus. Oh yeah, 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 that's oh, right. He's, he's Bernard. He <laughs> he, he's Bernard. He, he's the guy who Bernard. is always like, he's like, eat yeah. something,
0: eat something. Yeah, yeah you give know him that arm. guy. He's he's fantastic.
1: Okay, I thought I knew I recognized that guy. Okay,
0: <laughs> he, he's he, he's fatter and has like super thin hair. And I was like, I was like, is he just older now? Yeah, or he's is, old. Yeah. Or 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 are they are they doing all this like makeup to make them look like their their characters? I
2: don't know. Probably I fe- both. I feel like some of these people like like. Obviously, Killian Murphy like lost weight. Like fat a lot. Matt Damon. He lost, yeah. <laughs> Matt Damon, uh, he obviously gained weight. Uh, Killian yeah. Murphy, uh, man, he lost a shit ton of weight.
0: Jason Clark looks really bad. Like, you know, he normally looks pretty good, but in this one, he's looking old and, you know.
2: Yeah, I barely recognized him. I was like, "Whoa, he looks really familiar."
0: He looks, familiar, but he, he looks like Kalamini. He look, he <laughs> like, he looks like fucking Miles O'Brien from Star Trek. Uh, <laughs> yes, he
2: does. He that does. haircut is not doing that man any favors. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. That's correct.
0: And he's such a dick. Oh, you hate that character,
2: dude. Yeah, I I super love that. Uh, the the fucking what is it interrogation what, what, scene? Yeah, what is that interrogation? Is that called? Because the movie's split like, up. That's the like fission part, right? And the fusions, the black and white, uh,
3: the fission, no fission is Oppenheimer's story and fusion is Robert Downey Jr.'s story. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 But Oppenheimer spans like three different
2: time periods. Yeah. That that took me a, uh, a little while to, to like what? work no, out. No, the... two, two time periods. Two like, time periods. Yeah. He's, he's always going forward and then like the fission and fusion, we're either getting the uh, no, uh, Senate confirmation hearing from with Robert J. Got- Jr.'s cabinet hearing, or yeah. we're getting the uh, security clearance.
0: But sometimes they show there, both of those. No, there's those there's like three different, different periods.
2: There there's there's
3: him him building Los Alamos and being at Los Alamos. There's him That's present, at the yeah. table conversation. Like where where the guy keeps moving the flowers and revealing with, characters with
0: flashbacks about when, that, well even before that like there's, there's him going to the different schools and, and being yeah. a younger man well no like, okay well,
2: yeah but that and, stuff is set in order though You're, you guys are like right. mixing all this around it, you know, like so like the movie starts with him going to schools and all the that's like present time in the movie where chronological that's right. chronological. Right. Yeah.
0: No, he's telling a story, and it's him remembering it. It's him telling the. In him telling it, like, I you, I know. know.
2: But his story that he's telling is in chronological order. Is what I'm saying. That's in chronological correct. order. At yes. that point, yes, yes, it is correct is what, yes. until it starts to dance around. Yeah. When, when we just, meet
0: Gene, it, things start to like bounce around. Those stories
2: well, bounce around. The low sol- the making the bomb is always told from like Chronologically, point, yes, right.
3: That's like the central thread, is what you're saying. Yeah. Well, what I found interesting that I was just kind of musing about was the fish and fusion thing. Cause it was so brief at the beginning and they didn't bring it back at all. Like thinking about those as two, two parallel storylines and remembering the, the visual of the two different bowls that they kept putting like the things in while they were making those particular substances. And there's the small one that's going to have fusion and the big one that's going to be fishin. and, and realizing that's also how he structured the, the the script of the fusion with Robert Downey Jr. is smaller, but it also has some, some powerful moments and the fission one is the majority of the movie. And I like how we keep coming back to that visual as they're filling it up because it's also the the visual for the movie itself and how it's progressing. But thinking about Oppenheimer's story coming apart, and that's the fission that he's seeing, and then Robert Downey Jr.'s story is just imploding on himself, and that's the fusion. I don't know. That was an an interesting thing hmm. to realize significantly after the fact because it didn't make sense while I was watching the movie. I was like, why Why did you name these like like it wasn't like a title card saying like there's two different ways to do the bomb or anything like that. It was just this story is this one and this story is that one.
2: Well, it's also cool too because like fission, you're you're splitting atoms apart. In uh, you know, fusion, you're colliding yeah. them together. It works in like all kinds of deep ways, man. <laughs> what were you saying about the script sucking, Kristen?
1: <laughs> oh, I said it could be so much better. It could be so. You know, you know who I would like to see do this movie. Give this script to James Cameron and have him rework it and redo it. And take up ten years to film. I would love to watch this movie then. Uh, but <laughs> Adam bombs
0: underwater.
1: Oh my god! I've <laughs> never seen it done before. Let's do it. He I'm takes the bomb down and... to the
0: Marianas Trench and like sets it off. Like
1: I just felt like this. This. It was too. uh, The script, uh, and I understand the script is based on like a 700 page book. Uh, I think it's just too big for one movie. I think there was just too much here. They could have easily, if you don't want to make like a miniseries, break it up into multiple movies. Like there's enough information here that it could have, you could have made it so much more compelling.
0: That's the point, though. Like, there's so much information, right? And and people complain about like, this movie being three hours long. I've seen it three times and have a trouble with it once because the movie just keeps moving. It's wall to wall music. It, it just it, like uh, I saw it with a buddy of mine. and He looked over halfway through. He's like, this movie feels like a trailer because it just what? it just keeps what? moving. And Wait, moving okay, hold on, because what? I saw it
1: with somebody, and what? I swear to God, about thirty minutes in, she goes. Is there really three hours of this? So no. <laughs> no <laughs> Not it falls, everyone thinks that. It,
0: it, it falls into its pace, but like seriously, the first 45 minutes of it, it's just it's just like little vignette after vignette after vignette, just like these little movements. Yeah, it, the, the vignette after
3: vignette went on way too long. I was like, oh my God, is this, there has to be some kind of like narrative arc. And then I was like, oh fuck, this is a Nolan movie this could just be this could, this could just be like eight different acts all intertwined and then it fucking I was
0: I think it's good though because you get it like it's kind of, you're in the neurosis of his brain a little yeah. bit like you, you get these you get these little like these little flashes of things and it's it's him remembering all these things and, and all that Like
1: I like the yeah. flashes I like their remembrances there, it wasn't I can tell you actually when I was like oh this movie is actually really interesting and it's <laughs> Towards the end, though, when um when when he's giving his speech, they no 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 I like okay I did enjoy them testing all of the the bombs and all of that, but I really was like wow this is really great was when he was giving his speech and uh, it starts splashing in between oh, dude, yeah. the cheers and the screams and all of that and like if that is mm, yeah. what the movie had been like just glimpses of no, that you need all that other the stuff whole, to make that so
0: impactful because no because you're
1: bored until you get there and then you're like what. <laughs> what did you just remember? You were directing. Like, what is happening? No,
0: like, like he's been directing the whole time. Oh he's God. been taking sounds from that scene and layering <laughs> them, layering them over the film, leading them up to there. And then by the time that we get to that moment, it's so more imp- so much imp- more impactful because we're actually realizing the things that we've been hearing all along. I think that's yeah. one of the best scenes yeah. that Nolan's ever done, and it's so strong and, and it's frightening. It'll make you jump at times, like yes. these random screams and like everything. It's so like you, you feel it. Films about emotion and about feeling things. And then that moment right there, it, it is top level filmmaking. 100%. Like you feel every we fucking thing. We could just cut
1: that bit out and let's just like, <laughs> and I would have been like a hundred percent. This is the best thing I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, but then he has like the rest great. of it, you know? And so that's why I'm just, Chris, I'm just I think this a whole critical. movie is like,
2: you're, you're, you're talking to like, there. you don't have emotional connect. This whole movie's a thriller. This is a horror film. This is Not. a biopic of horror film. That disjointed beginning That we're all talking about That's literally Like Christopher Nolan Trying to show you Like this is Oppenheimer So afraid of what's in his brain Like he can't even Like he's just Getting pieces of it And he's trying to put it together And it scares the shit out of him I love that And it just builds on that It constantly builds Those Oh those sound moments are so good. Like even when you're, hear, oh, when you're seeing the bomb, you hear that Geiger counter. God, I fucking love the sound. The
0: the the the, the way that the film is cut, it also it, it fucks with your like perception of what's reality. Mm-hmm. Like 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 yeah. and, and what and like yeah. the way memories work. Because even if you see how Florence Pugh's character. "Quote unquote," commits a suicide. Did you guys notice the random hand that's ben, actually pushing yeah. her down in the you know, water? Yeah, yeah, yeah. so yeah. like you know, it, it, was she murdered? Was she not? You know, like you don't really was he, know. Was he imagining
3: this is what could have happened, or like is that yeah. his hand that he forced her into this self-suicide? But he's actually the one who killed her. Kind of, yeah. There's a lot of layers to it for sure. I do agree with Kristen though. If I felt the length on this, I did not feel the length on fucking Avatar. This, I was like, oh my dear God, this feels so long and for a thing that moves as fast as this often does and for how many timelines Christopher Nolan likes to maintain and the way that he plays with time and the way that he plays with emotions and the fucking use of sound to bring things back and push things forward in time of the movie was fucking brilliant but it was just like at some point this this feel this movie feels just like self congratulatory. Like let's see mm-hmm. how long I can make an audience sit and experience all these things.
1: And pretend does to he, like it too.
3: <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean maybe for some people, but like <laughs> does he do a good job keeping it like engaging? For the most part, yeah, but it's just it's like we could have gotten this same thing in about two and a half hours, two forty five tops. I think he just he he, he just wants i'll say it he's becoming peter jackson he's he's had so much notoriety he's had so much fame he's had so much success that they're like yeah do whatever the fuck you want yeah everywhere and he's like yeah let me see how long i can make this scene
2: you're fucking insane and you know you can also make those same complaints to fucking lawrence of arabia which is longer by the way (laughs) and i've literally two days
3: to watch that shit (laughs) i could not do it in one sitting that was too long because that was two fucking movies that was that had, that had a, had, it two had an different intermission arcs in the, it had an intermission yeah yeah, yeah. it's not two no, different movies but i'm movies. saying it's like, like one n- film no i'm saying in i'm saying narratively that movie had an an arc in the first half and an arc in the second half that both had three acts themselves this movie is is i don't know i've got to i've got to see it again and see if i can like work it out but it's it's like six different acts there's so many things happening all at the same time it just it feels like he he he's tried to take every movie that he's ever made and make it just a little bit more complicated
2: and do it all in three hours. And it's just a little overwhelming. I, I believe all of Christopher Nolan's movies are a little overwhelming. I would say that even all the way back to Memento when people complained about hey, I can't mm. understand this. This is out of order. This is who Chris... This is literally
1: Christopher this is, Nolan. That
2: is...
3: I
1: actually didn't mind that stuff was out of order. I liked the jumping around. I liked the use of color and black and white. I liked a lot of the elements that were happening there. Um, yeah, I just thought it dragged on way too long. It, 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 there was just a lot that I would have cut out, and it would have been so much better. It needed to, it needs I, th- I
3: think all the all the the communist hunting things. Like the number of times they came back to the same things and said the same stuff for just from like a different person that that's part of, I think, where it, it drags to me. Like if I had to think of something like, well, would you cut out the building the bomb?
0: Like that's so big in the story. And Is it, it though? It, yeah, no, totally. It, it actually, it, it, it's almost—it's actually word for word. And and if you watch any of these documentaries on Oppenheimer and stuff like that, they actually re- recreated these scenes really, really well. And, and that's—it's—it's it's a biopic, so they're—they're—they're they're, they're putting these actual moments that happened and, and the way that they went down.
1: Yeah, but I think the problem with the communist stuff that they just kind of mention it. I don't know. I feel like it was not built up enough. And so what you have all of this stuff happening here. And then all of a sudden they switch gears and they're talking about this. And you're like, wait, am I, why am I supposed to care about this? Like, why do I care that he's getting his security clearance revoked? Like, like, I, I mean, I do generally understand it. and i but I did have to like go back and like look it up. Like, did I miss something? Like what is going on? Like when you just jump around like this when you get so invested in one thing?
2: I think that's yeah. Christopher Nolan trying to make the movie enjoyable for people that remember this and have read the book. So, like, it's, it, it is a little bit surprising how things are, are restructured and, and reordered. And when you go down threads, like, when we when they, like, bring up, like, the spy, all right, at Los Alamos, uh, and they, they start following that thread, we see that thread, and that's covered in every time period, and it does seem like we're beating it with, like, you know, beating that drum to death, but at the same time, it's like but we're intercutting this all within these different time periods. And we're literally showing how it started to how it wrapped up. And then we're going to move on and we're not going to come back to it unless some other new piece of information is revealed to us, the audience. And then we'll go back to it. I think that's good storytelling. That's what you want. That's how you keep it. Three hours
0: moving. And it's such a big part of his story. It was him being labeled as a, as a communist is because that's what they needed. They needed to get Oppenheimer out of government as an influencer so they can start mass producing nuclear weapons i mean and 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 he was the the biggest like kind of hurdle for that and as soon, as soon as they got him out of the way it was like gates were open here we go
2: and it is kind of crazy they don't talk about in the movie like they don't bring up like the fallout the radiation like any of that exactly. stuff it hadn't been like no, they do. discovered at that S- point subtly
0: it's played it's played all in his face uh, when he's he's at like a like a, a meeting and they're showing oh know, that's things. when they're showing it, the aftermath him.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I'm talking about, like, the, the shit they found out, like, you know, 10, 15 years later, all the, the prolonged oh, exposure yeah. to radiation. They, and stuff. no,
3: they had one, one part where they referenced it where he's like, how many people died? And he's like, 20,000. Okay. Well, maybe it was 50,000. Uh, okay. You know, like, total, it was probably more like 100,000. Then he goes, 220,000 people died.
2: <laughs> no, they should have brought this up. No, <laughs> you guys are still misunderstanding me. So, no, like, uh, all that stuff was, like, right after, uh, the bomb a couple years, but, like, we didn't understand the effects of radiation and what that did to the human body until way into the fifties and sixties. So, like Oppenheimer, like when his security clearance, I think that was like fifty four, some somewhere in that ballpark. He he was actually working and like wanting to uh, talk about because I think it's JFK who signed the. Uh, the nuclear arm agreement. Right. So we're not going to like set off all these fucking bombs all over the place. Cause it's bad for people. Cause the United States tested all those bombs and we fucking exposed radiation to like fucking Japanese people that were on fishing ships, not in Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Like this happened in the fifties mm. and in the sixties, you know, like all of this stuff. And like Oppenheimer was kind of like leading all of this research, which is bad for the United States. Cause we want to build the bomb. Cause we're in an arms race. So, like, all of that stuff's kind of, like, left out because the movie's expecting you to... Oh, that actually to... makes
1: way more sense. Okay, no, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I did not know that.
2: Yeah, I feel like this
3: this movie has a lot of assumptions of people knowing the whole story. Is that just me? Because it felt like there was, like...
0: It, it made me dive in and, and find out about the story everything else okay so you understood
3: things in retrospect after actually finding out
0: uh i I watched it didn't tell you what was happening while you were watching the movie the movie was was very interesting to me and kind of i was shocked and didn't really understand a lot of it uh and then so they were operating under the assumption
3: that you already knew going into it about this story about this guy about the whole arms race about everything that's what I'm saying. Like there was a few things that felt like some key information that Christopher Nolan was just like everybody already knows this. We, you, you don't need that. That's fine. Well, well okay. Trying to keep it did, under four hours. <laughs> the
0: arms race did <laughs> end
2: in like the last like uh, what 30, 40 years. So like uh, I don't know. Yeah, you should know it, right?
1: No, hold on. No, hold on. It We're, is a uh, we all the
2: we all know about accepted the accepted fact.
1: Yeah, we know about the Cold War, but we don't know all of the details. Uh, just because we lived through the end of it does it mean that you don't we remember learned the Cuban about it mit- as five-year-olds.
2: Cuban Missile Crisis? Like No. For what? For don't, real? You don't know what the Cuban
1: Missile Crisis is?
2: Aware of it I or know-
1: remember? I oh, what said it is. Remember. Do I remember it like I lived through it? No, you don't live through <laughs> you it. Said you said remember. I was not you alive during that time. <laughs>
2: Uh, re- remember uh, your teacher teaching you that in history class no no we yeah, did not like, learn about know,
1: that in history class i did learn about that but no we did not learn it about it in history class really? my history classes all stopped at like world war ii
2: really Oh, that's really? crazy. Yeah. You guys really? never so you yeah. guys you, you guys were like, what's the fucking Berlin Wall when when you went to college? You guys had never heard about that. Or? I
1: remember. No, hold on. What's I did know school? about the Berlin Wall. <laughs> I saw that on the news. I was old enough to see that on the news. Do I know all of the political information about that? No, I had. Yes, I had to learn about that in college um, and not very well. No, I learned more about that watching movies from the time period than I did in history class
2: wow oh yeah i man yeah i just i always remember like when i was growing up in school like russia was bad like russia's yeah. the enemy. oh yeah we
1: got yeah we yeah st-
2: we oh that. okay yeah like it like even <laughs> but that the Olympics, was all i knew I a kid.
1: all i knew was russia was bad i couldn't tell you why really really
2: nobody was ever like because russia's gonna fucking nuke us Cause they're fucking crazy. They got all these nukes. I think I first heard
1: about the nukes, and like I read a book in high school, and it was, and I had to do a book report on it, and it was about it was set in like the seventies and or sixties or seventies, and she was the main character was terrified of um, the nuclear fallout, and she, yeah, And, and that was the first time that I was like, wait, what is she talking about? No, I did not learn about any of this in school.
0: I think my only memory of those, Brian, is that what was that Superman movie where he's throwing nukes into the sun? Superman
3: three. They're both the same.
1: Was it a computer or was it a giant uh,
2: yeah. uh, He-Man looking? It was Superman guy. four. Yeah, <laughs> that's it, really. I mean, come on, like uh, what was it? South Park did the duck and cover thing uh, on like a volcano episode in the in the nineties. <laughs>
0: that was like a I spoof mean, a- on the. I mean, I played Fallout. I mean, I kind of get a little bit of that. Well, that's
1: what I'm (laughs) saying. I feel like uh, so. So there's a thing actually that happens where when you are born so close, I think within 20 or 30 years of an incident, your teachers do not teach it to you. One, there's not that much time, but two, because they remember it. And so they don't actually like to teach what like their childhood. It's like a thing. You could look it up. And so like the kids today are not being taught things that like we experienced growing up.
2: I don't know. Yeah
1: do better America. Well but I remember hold on because when Titanic was like re-released or something just happened I don't know And but when we did the podcast that I went back and I looked up a bunch of stuff on like TikTok and all the little children and they had no idea that some of them didn't know that it was a real thing and some of them didn't know that like the characters were made up like the Jack and Rose weren't real like there was a lot there was so much misinformation around like little the little teenagers and what they were thought about Titanic. Mm-hmm. I was kind of amazed honestly. But here we are I don't know that much about <laughs> Oppenheimer. <laughs> I don't know.
2: Wait, did I had honestly... start this conversation with saying, doesn't everybody <laughs> already know this, Kristen?
1: It, don't people think about, no, I didn't say don't people already know everything. That's not what I said. I said, don't people think about the ethical consequences <laughs> of military and of um, creating to destroy. Don't people think about that? Yes. Uh, not. No, I didn't know who Oppenheimer was. And honestly, I before I, I kind of heard about the movie i had heard uh way more about christopher nolan's brother uh, other brother who uh his code name <laughs> is oppenheimer and that's where he i was a like communist
0: well he was <laughs> he was uh,
1: yeah and that was like i was like oh this is kind of interesting and i still but i had no connection with like oppenheimer building uh all of uh, creating all of this no well
2: i'm a godzilla fan so uh <laughs> I, I self-educated about uh, Oppenheimer because, uh, you know, Godzilla is a metaphor for the atomic bomb.
1: And isn't this banned? this movie, banned in Japan?
2: I don't know if it's banned. They're not. Warner Brothers is not releasing it. I don't know if it's going to okay, be Okay, so banned. that's
1: kind of the same thing, though. Well, Warner
2: Brothers was like, trigger warning. Oh, let's just not release it there. That's fine. I don't know if they're going to do a theatrical release or if they're going to wait and do a theatrical release or they're just going to do a streaming home video and just be like, obviously, you guys don't want to see this movie in theaters. <laughs> Which would make sense. I don't know. I, I, yeah, who who would want to see that? You know, in Japan. Yeah,
1: because what would our equivalent be? Like watching a movie like about Bin Laden and his how he's like excited to blow up our world. Like, right? Would that be an equivalent? No,
0: it's about them doing Pearl Harbor, like building up to like we've you already know, had that planning. movie. They already made that. <laughs> I know, but from their, from their point of view, Torah, Tora. Tora. Right? Oh, okay.
2: It's split between the uh, both sides. Yeah,
1: this is not split yeah. between both sides.
0: Yeah, that, 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 that scene where Oppenheimer's like, he's like, you know, I bet they didn't like the bomb very much. You know, like, <laughs> <laughs> or whatever. It's such, such an odd thing he said. Was, no, because yeah. then
1: he says, what he says afterwards is like, I only wish we had it in time for the Germans. Yeah, <laughs> the Nazis, yeah. And I was like, yo, dude, like, stop. I
0: just love how it's just all breaths there. Like, like silent yeah. breaths. You yeah. just hear, yeah. You're just hearing, you're hearing like chairs squeaking and clothes rustle and breaths. Mm-hmm. Amazing, like like the, the the minute things you wouldn't hear
1: mm-hmm. is what
0: you focus on. It's very good.
1: It's that, I thought that whole scene was brilliant. Oh my god! And then makeup with the girl whose face is like peeling off.
0: Oh, oh it's fuck, flapping in the wind. Man. It was great. And was ste- great. stepping on the, the, the charred corpse.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: and random people making out. Like it's so awkward. People crying. All these flashes. I love yeah.
1: that too. That was great. Yeah.
2: Was that a different couple that was making out? That was later. Uh, uh, <sighs> Then you see the other couple, and they're crying. Was that the same couple? And he just looked at it, the f- looked at them the first time, and thought they were making out. And then when he saw them again, they were actually crying. Or was that a know. different couple? I've watched I think it. it. Was a different couple. I've watched it three times. I, I can't assumed fucking it tell. It was
1: the same couple, but I, I didn't pay that close attention. I assumed it was the same couple.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I can't.
1: Because they're not. Because they're not crying. Like they're cheering. The crying is in his head, right?
3: Yeah, they look like they're yeah, like laughing together. But there's that you guy the, that's the crying like, sound.
1: That's like
2: vomiting over his fucking bike. Yeah. And he's got like the it's fucking got, snot coming out of his nose. He's got radiation
0: poisoning. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I assume I mean
2: probably.
0: No, no, he 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 he, he, he snuck in and, and it was too close to the bomb when it went off cuz he wanted to see it. That's his like side story you didn't see. He's over there.
2: I Got the sickness, doc.
0: How many people at Los Alamos died from radiation poisoning? From building it and testing this bomb, dude. Do, do you think the government has released not that information? That. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They like all because died. Oppenheimer died in his early
1: sixties.
3: They all died know? of
1: natural causes. Okay.
3: Mm. Yeah, their heart failed and their
2: lungs stopped working. <laughs> well, weird, man. Bad diet. <laughs> well, Oppenheimer lived pretty old, and he was there on that. No, he was in his early sixties. Yeah,
1: that's not very. That's, that's not, not very old, old at bro. all. What? That's well, not holding. When, when was he born? Old, Wasn't
0: Brian? he
2: born like in the
0: fucking? Doesn't matter. No, no. He died in his early, not in the early sixties. He died in his early sixties.
2: Yeah, that's kind of old. Isn't that like average lifespan for men at that time?
1: No, no, no.
0: No. no.
1: Considering all the stress that he was under, according to this movie, at least. Oh yeah, he was. He lasted thin. a long time.
0: Yeah, like, but by the time they were dropping the bomb, he was like 115 pounds.
1: That's crazy. Jesus
0: Christ.
1: I thought like watching him deteriorate on the screen was beautifully done.
0: Yeah, the old age makeup was really good.
1: Well, he lost weight for this too, right? Yeah. Yeah, it was amazing. Wait, so wait, wait, he was in his early 60s and that and yeah, okay, I'm thinking of his old age makeup makeup. Uh, cause I thought he was like in his eighties or something, but it makes
0: it look like that. Yeah.
1: But no, well, if he's, un- I mean, all of this stress and probably radiation and God knows life what expectancy else, like...
2: for men in 1962 was 66 years of age. He was only four years off. Just saying.
1: But that's, still, that's skewed by radiation. all the people that died in like childbirth and, and like when they no, were, that's, infants.
2: that's men, not women. Women's 73. I
1: think, uh, children die all the time. It's men, not little boys, Kristen. What are you not understanding about this thing? It's uh, not life expectancy of boys. It's life expectancy of It's men. a men! Road-ass men! <laughs> it literally's got a picture of Ryan Gosling on here wearing pink. Oh, oh, excuse me. Okay. <laughs> now I understand.
0: It all makes sense. <laughs>
2: I'll write Kingdom in the Sky so you know. Kingdom. Ugh. Oh. And on that note, I think we're going to take a break. We're going to play the trailer for Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. We'll be right back.
0: We imagine a future. And our imaginings horrify us. They won't fear it. Until they understand it. And they won't understand it. Until they've used it. Theory will take you only
1: so far. I don't know if we can be trusted.
0: With such a weapon. I have no choice.
1: Is anyone... ever... ever going to tell the truth? About what's happening here.
2: That was the trailer for Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer.
0: Or as I like to call it, Oppie. Oppy. Ah, <laughs> uh
3: B. Uh, B. Uh, B. Yeah.
0: My favorite part of the movie was right before they dropped the bomb for the test. He popped up and was like, It's Oppenheim. <laughs> oh my god. Fuck you. But it was god uh the goodness. trailer reminded me that uh Han Solo kind of <laughs> saves the day in this movie a little bit. We get Alden a little bit of... We get a little bit of, of comeuppance from Han Solo. Yeah, which is he, nice. has a,
3: he, he has a couple little moments where you're like, "Oh, he's doing stuff. Oh, he's an idiot. Oh no, he's doing no. stuff too."
0: Okay, no, like, okay. M- maybe they were talking about something more important. <laughs> what a Damn. great line, yeah. Dude. <laughs> and then that smile that he that he put, that uh, Robert Downey Jr. puts on before uh, goes out into the press. Love it. Perfect.
2: Robert Downey Jr. is gonna fuck him. Goddamn, win an Oscar for this.
0: Yes, or at least be nominated. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, <laughs> him and Killian. He should Murphy.
1: at least be nominated. Yeah, Robert Downey Jr. I think deserves it more, but hopefully he'll, they won't split it like that.
2: I don't know. I love Killian Murphy's close-up. Like when when he's inside his head. Like I I don't know. You, you just feel like he's he's in his head. He's just trapped there. I agree. Not communicating or with anybody at at present.
1: Killian Murphy does an absolutely brilliant job. Yes.
2: Mm-hmm. and emily blunt doesn't have much to do until the end of the movie but fuck oh my god did she kill the end of the movie
1: <laughs> what, where she doesn't shake his hand <laughs>
0: doesn't oh, shake his hand a, and then yeah just, great
2: moment oh, fucking just rips apart jason clark and that fucking goddamn security clearance
3: oh, yeah. that, oh that was yeah. really great
1: that
0: Excellent was scene.
2: fantastic before that half her interactions are why won't you fight or, or her just like Yes, the baby is crying. Please give that away to somebody else. That kid, those kids
0: <laughs> are crying the entire film. The
2: entire film. Oh, my God. <laughs> you almost feel sorry for her.
0: Take the kids to the communist house and drop them off.
1: Right. That's Get what them you're... out of here. <laughs> yeah. That's why you're supposed to have like the whole neighborhood, right? Or at least your parents around. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah.
3: Takes a village.
2: A communist village. <laughs> <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs>
3: I love when he's like, should I just call her? And he's like, bro,
2: bro, bro. She knows.
3: <laughs> she knows I'm here.
2: Oh, and we did get a – we got our first uh, couple Christopher Nolan sex scenes. Dude, those were so fucking awkward when like they're in the, the, the
3: whole conversation with the entire room. And then, like, the staring into the wife's
1: oh, eyes. So oh, so good. It was, oh, my so God, good. I was so like. So strong. Yeah. I thought that was great. Yeah, that yeah. was yeah. another was scene that I thought was absolutely perfect. And I wish there were I've, more scenes like that in this I've movie.
0: had to explain that to a few people. A lot of people were like, this is so gratuitous. We don't need this in, in, in the movie. And, and you absolutely need it. Because that's exactly all that his wife is thinking about in yeah. that moment. Yeah, no, hundred like, percent. Yeah, and 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 also you you need this to kind of show how much of a of a douchebag this guy is, you know. E- even with the subtle, like you know. Um, with the subtle thing later where they talk about some guy uh, died from a broken heart, and he's like, no, he didn't. He didn't even know about it. You know? Like, you're, like they offhandedly throw that he's been having affairs with other people throughout time as well. well yeah,
2: it's the blonde girl that he's constantly talking to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah he's,
1: like been, he's been
2: fucking her for a couple of years, decades or something. Yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, they just kind of, like, offhandedly uh, make that, you know, known. It's very interesting.
1: Well, don't they call him a womanizer and a, a senior, yeah. too? Yeah. And what they left out, I looked... Uh, When I was researching this movie to understand what was happening in this movie, (laughs) apparently he proposed multiple times to Florence Pugh's character and she turned him down every single time.
3: Did he always have flowers when he proposed?
1: I don't know.
0: I'd like to think so.
3: Dude, every time she just takes him and chucks him in the trash.
0: So great. She's like, even at the end, she's like, at least she didn't bring me flowers. And he brings out like a little corsage. (laughs) Oh, these flowers. (sighs) Ah, <sighs> fuck. I even love their, like, naked scene where they're, like, you know, post-coitus, like, you know, sitting across the room. You know, n- normally, normally you would have this scene, like, in a bed, you know, yeah. where, where they're laying next to each other having this conversation. But in this one, they're, like, splayed out in front of each other just, like, you know, looking... It's well, I think it's
1: it's interesting because that is the only way they can be intimate with each other because they both keep such secrets from each other and probably from themselves, and so the only way they can really be intimate is with their physical bodies. Hmm. And so I liked that they were both like completely exposed to each other because, yeah, that's that's the only way they can really communicate hmm. truthfully and deeply.
2: Yeah, I, I I don't know. I like the uh, the. I, l- I liked all the sex scenes. I did not like the first one that, that much. Um,
0: Where she's like uh, reading. Uh, it's yeah. Like Sanskrit. She's like, read it. Yeah. It's like they, <laughs> they take
2: a sex break so she can go look at his bookshelf. And then she ins- <laughs> inserts him back into yeah. her. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> He's like, She's like, now read this. Read this. <laughs> yeah. Read this while you're inside of me. It's just like, oh, I don't know, man. This is... <laughs> Was this supposed to come across as uncomfortable and awkward? I, I don't think know. So. I think it so. did
1: remind me of not that I know anyone that has done this, but it reminded me of like some of the people that I knew in college who were like so turned on by like their own brains and um, oh. just like a, you know. And so I don't I don't know how old they are at that point in time, but I was like oh i know some people that like might be doing this like i wonder (laughs) if this is the kind of person because it kind they kind of fit like people who are just like so obsessed with like their own intellectualism that they kind of forget everything else including their own humanity yeah i don't know i liked it
2: so you're saying this is how rocket scientists have sex
1: i mean the ones who
0: read to me (laughs)
1: <laughs> I like, don't have much going else on for them. Yes, yes, I would say that. Let's do
2: math equations in between.
0: Oh yeah, dude, he's always writing on that chalkboard. I was waiting for him to like bust it out with Florence Pugh. He's like, okay, look, just <laughs> go to. He immediately goes to the chalkboard.
3: I I think that whole scene was just Christopher Nolan had a bet with someone. All right. Alright, the line is I am become death. Everyone knows that line. I'm gonna find a sexy way for him to say it. Oh, you don't believe me? Watch.
1: I don't think it's a sexy way. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. He's trying. He's trying like he lost hard. the lost the lost the lost the bet there. <laughs> <laughs> Just because someone's naked while they're saying it doesn't make it sexy.
3: But if it's Florence Pugh that's naked that's still pretty
2: sexy. Yeah,
1: she was
0: not yeah. She was <laughs> No. they they, they went out of their oh, way to on. not make her sexy, which is interesting. You know, like she's all hunched over and she's got a little belly pooch and all that. They're doing they're you know, they're 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 dumbing her down a little bit. Uh, if that's dumbing down is, then no, it's, no, it's kind of no, nice though. No, 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 it's nice. No, no, it's great. Oh. Really? Dude,
2: she looks amazing in this movie. Yeah, yeah. she does. Yeah, but I mean, like, Jared's point is, like, they're not trying to make her look like, you know.
1: No, they're trying to hold on. Hold on. No, hold on. Because your point is that she doesn't look like an airbrushed model. She looks like a person. And I yeah, am not exactly. signing off on this.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's just a- that's not dumbing her down. She's not unsexy. She's a fucking person. And they show her as a person in this. And if you are not turned on by a woman, then I don't know what to tell. I guess register for your porn sites. Like, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Goddamn government again.
3: They're always after me, Lucky Charms. Sorry, that was a niche joke. Hmm. Austin Powers also dealt with bombs, okay? That's true. Spe-
2: That's true.
1: Speaking of his crying children. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Best transition ever.
1: No, because, um, no, this is a sad part, though. But apparently, um, I guess his daughter, like, killed herself when she was, like, 32. Damn. And so I I think it's interesting that she was crying the whole movie. (laughs) Mm. Holy
2: shit. I'm sure it's not
1: related, but it's probably related. She's like, I
2: know my dad's going to be a mass murderer. (laughs) (laughs)
1: This is terrible.
2: I don't know. I I did think it was pretty impressive. uh, All the production design... The IMAX, all these actors, budget was only $100 million. Of all the summer movies, I do believe the big blockbusters that were pushed this summer, this is the lowest budget of all of them. Interesting. Kind of well, breaks my brain.
3: I mean, there are a fuck ton of like big actors in this that have had starring roles in other movies that I have greatly enjoyed, and they're like in the background in this.
0: I'm sure yeah.
1: they would do it for free to work with Christopher Nolan. Probably. His Especially
0: movie. being shot on this format. Which is so weird that it, it's so cheap, especially having to create a film stock like black and, the, white, the 70 black and white film didn't exist. So they, they created things for this and it still came in, you know, quote unquote, that cheap.
2: And they built everything and shot everything on location. There are no sound stages in this film. Hmm. So that's like, I mean, you're on a, a street corner making it time period. You have to replace all that stuff. You have to make it. You have to bring it all in and hang it up. It's crazy.
1: I did really enjoy all the costumes in this. They, the detail uh, to the 40s, the 40s detailing was, I thought, very outstanding.
3: Yeah, that's that's a good point. There wasn't a single moment in this movie that I didn't believe the time period of everything that I saw on screen.
1: You know, this is, this. I don't know why, but I think my favorite part in terms of, like, costuming and production design is when... Um, Was it Emily Blunt was doing laundry every time she's like in her house and hanging up the clothes? I I don't know why I just loved that so much. Bring in the sheets.
2: (laughs) Don't bring in the sheets.
1: I did really hate how he. (laughs) He's crying. Yeah, how how that's her life. Like I absolutely hated that. Like her biggest contribution is that like she wouldn't shake someone's hand like I she did she did she was outstanding at the the Senate at the hearing also but like I mean the theater cheered my theater cheered when she didn't shake the guy's hand and I was like I feel like this is like a bare minimum and she has so many opportunities to shine and she but she's not allowed to because she's just relegated to the caretaker of the screaming child do you know what I mean like
0: and to be a drunken woman she,
1: well that's because her child won't stop screaming and she's probably <laughs> very intelligent and all she can do now is sit at home with someone who can't talk to her and who screams and i'm not like shitting on motherhood it's a beautiful thing but if that's all she has and yeah. she is a whole person like that is a horrifying prison in some ways and yeah I I don't know. I kind of hated what her character went through.
2: I do feel like cuz they made a point to say that she was also a what was she? She was a biologist. Oh, that's right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 I knew she was
1: in school for something. I knew she had like some sort of intelligence. Yeah. And so can you imagine like going and like being like this brilliant mind and then like, yeah, you're just trapped in a house all day with somebody who can't talk to you. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I
2: I took the movie as as saying that like either Oppie did not want her there because she was an alcoholic, right? Like she couldn't she can't do things because there's other women and other wives and moms that are on the project that have uh, like education and so instead of being secretaries they bring them in mm-hmm. to help him develop the bomb so like why didn't he help why didn't he get his own wife to come in I don't I know I just assumed it was because it was affair. his
1: wife yeah well yeah he's probably trying to have an. Affair. he's probably is having an affair Ooh. and I assumed it was because it was his wife and he just wanted to keep her separate from his work life and have that division I don't know yeah yeah I don't know
2: it, it is it is weird because I don't know is is he like judging her for not taking care of the kids it, and like maybe he's seeing like like she can't.
1: I didn't get any of that.
2: I'm not well. I'm just saying like this it. The movie doesn't tell you anything, you know? No, it doesn't. So you have to, like, just, just I don't know. You have to make it up. (laughs) Yeah. For you to to decide on your own. (laughs) Well, I mean, it wasn't really fill in the blanks. I assumed. Well,
1: I assumed he didn't really like her, and uh, Florence Pugh was his first choice. And so he just settled for her, and that was why he didn't really want her around. And that's why he also wasn't home. And I know he was super busy, but, like, he could have come home (laughs) and had, like, dinner or something. Like, a real dinner, not, like, a, you know, what they had. I just assumed that he didn't like her and he just settled for her because for some reason she was willing to marry him.
3: Well, okay, I no, not too. entirely because he he was still with Florence Pugh. And when the two of them got together, there were immediate sparks. They, the movie went to some pretty good lengths mm-hmm. to make sure that, that okay. you saw them falling in love. And then he has a line later where he's like, she was the best thing for me or something like that. Like she did good things I don't remember what he said.
1: Yeah, she kept his home for him, and he always had clean clothes and food, and could work (laughs) because she. He was referring to.
3: It sounded like he was referring to the relationship.
1: I wonder. Probably true. No, maybe okay, but no, but what you said was right because there were sparks when they first met. So maybe he like lost interest in her when she became like his stay-at-home wife. Like maybe they had like a thing when she was like at her best, and then as she devolved into this alcoholic, neglectful mother. He was like, why would I want to be around you? Maybe?
3: Mm. I mean, that was that was some really interesting, like, look at the the, the social norms of the times. Yeah. And he comes home and the baby's crying and he's like, aren't you going to go take care of the baby? And she's clearly been sitting in the dark drinking for a <laughs> long time. <laughs> and I was just sitting there like, motherfucker, why aren't you going to take care of the baby? You haven't seen your kid, like, the entire day. Like, go. Hu-.
1: But that wasn't, like, yeah. a thing but, that men. No, exactly. Yeah. 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 yeah I don't think
2: that was the point of the scene either. I think the point of the scene was to you know illustrate that she was sitting there all In day drinking. I a
1: hundred percent got the the point was that he was a dick no
3: <laughs> <laughs> You guys are doing patriarchy wrong.
1: <laughs> I do think it's really interesting watching Barbie first and then <laughs> this movie:
3: Guys, I realize the uh, atomic bomb is just an extension
1: of manhood, right. Right.
2: I, I do think it's really interesting watching somebody that's like so smart, so educated, has so much love for like poetry and art and science, and then they go and they literally give us the power to destroy ourselves. Like the line says in the movie, I, I, man, I think that hits home. Like that's chilling, you know. It's like these are supposed to be like the leaders, the scientific minds, you know, not politicians, and mm-hmm. they're they're capable of this. Just like every fucking body else, I don't know. That, that is kind of it sh- shakes your, your core a little bit.
1: Are you saying that, like, because are you saying that, like, scientists, like in your head, sort of are held to a higher standard? Well,
2: I mean, it's not only that they have a higher standard; it's that they they're literally in the circle of no. Like the fact that they're willing to continue to make this bomb because the Nazis are also making it, and that there is actually a point, you know, where they. They could ignite the atmosphere, and even when they go to detonate it, it's like, well, you know, it's not, it's not a zero percent chance. You know, like that is kind of insane. It's like you're willing with like, you know, like uh, even a percentage of a chance, you're willing to go and do this, and we could all die. You know, yeah, yeah, it's a small percent, but still, that's yeah. Crazy. But like,
1: if they, if we don't all die, they'll win. So that is I think it's worth it, right? Like, we'll either be dead and no one wins, or we will win. Yeah. See,
3: yeah. Because if if they're going to ignite the atmosphere, then the Nazis could also have ignited the atmosphere, and then we're going to die anyway.
1: Is this where the Matrix got the idea for like us lighting the sky on fire from Oppenheimer?
2: <laughs> I don't. I don't know.
1: Because they would have been old enough to remember it, so <laughs> maybe it was a thing. <laughs> they were like, remember when we were worried about the sky lighting on fire? <laughs> <laughs>
2: We gotta black out the sun. These machines get their power from the sun. <laughs> <laughs> Oppenheimer is actually getting ready to take down uh The Matrix Reloaded on the uh highest grossing R rated list I saw.
3: Oh damn.
2: Yeah.
1: Matrix Reloaded at like as in one of the sequels. Yeah, yeah. Is. Which sequel? The second one. The second one. Yeah. Huh. That was one of Yeah that's... I think at
2: the time it came out, what it was the highest grossing R rated. Movie,
1: Yeah, because like people didn't, like, yeah.
2: Well, now Poor it's The guys. Passion of Christ, Kristen. So, Is it really? Dethrone yes. that motherfucker.
1: Wait, wait, oh. well, hold on. <laughs> where are we at currently with this movie and where is Passion of the Christ?
2: Passion of the Christ has been number one ever since it came out. Made a billion, right? Uh I don't know about wait, that. Wait, so Barbie
1: is about to pass domestic. Passion of the Christ. Yeah,
0: no, but, no, it, but no, 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 Barbie's R-rated. not rated R. It's not R-rated.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. Excuse me, I didn't mean to put them in the same category. Like <laughs>
3: Passion of the Barbie, Passion of the Christ. There's a lot of red regardless. One's just a little bit more pink
2: what, what What is the list here? I had it up earlier, just a second ago. But uh, there was another biopic uh, before it. I can't remember what it was, though.
0: Of Oppenheimer?
2: Yeah, above Oppenheimer. Oh, American Sniper. All right, so uh, highest-grossing oh. R-rated movies in North America are number one, Passion of the Christ, followed by Deadpool, American Sniper at number three, Joker, It, Deadpool Two, The Matrix Reloaded, The Hangover, The Hangover Part Two, and right now, Oppenheimer is sitting above Beverly Hills Cop. Wow! Whoa! So That's yeah,
1: quite a list.
2: That's crazy. Oppenheimer's uh, number ten right now. Beverly Hills Cop hanging on. <laughs> yeah. I'm on the list. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, well it's yeah, it's the only movie from the eighties on that list. <laughs> and right under Beverly Hills Cop is The Exorcist. Oh <laughs> nice. Number twelve from nineteen
3: seventy R.I.P. William Freaking.
1: When yeah, they man. do yeah. re releases of movies, does it add on to that or does it get yes. like a separate category? It does
2: yes. add on
0: to it, yes. It does add on.
2: Cheating,
1: but, yeah, but it's cheating. box
3: That's office. Why Star <laughs> Wars has so much money. Box yeah, office yeah, Mojo
2: yeah. will go in and break it out and give you all of the releases and how much it made on each release, so you can separate it that way as well.
1: Yeah, I don't want to do that. It's a lot of work.
2: It's not. It's really just clicking. It's, it's a click away. It's just math.
1: Oh, it's just math. Okay, excuse me. It, yeah,
2: it's a button click. It. You
0: don't have to do math. <laughs> it, it breaks out. It breaks out a giant chalkboard, and you gotta like, you
2: like work it out. Show your work.
0: Oh, that's elegant.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you guys remember when Barbie came out with that and said she wasn't good at math, and everyone was outraged.
3: And then Oppenheimer said he was also not good at math, and nobody
0: cared. <laughs> the same with uh, Einstein. Yeah. <laughs> Can we just say that
2: fucking actor that played Einstein was great? Oh, he was.
0: Fantastic. Oh, he was great. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: I've never seen him before in anything. Not, not that I'm aware of. Yeah. And man, I thought he was fucking great.
0: God, he killed his yeah. part. Uh, how how do you think they pulled the hat off his head? I would I would assume uh, a leaf
2: would... blower from off screen.
0: No, because there's a lake on the other side. Or or have, yeah, He's on a boat.
2: A uh, little piece of filament, right?
0: Get get the I don't piano. Know. Line. Maybe I, I was thinking that somebody had to paint out this wire. Uh, but also, <laughs> I mean, um, you definitely see it on IMAX, right? Oh yeah, hundred percent. Um when they cut back to that scene later, and they end the film with it, uh, it starts raining. But in all the other previous versions of the scene, no rain, no no water on the hat.
2: I think he's doing that because of there is a uh, a water ripple. Uh, yeah.
0: Image at the beginning,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Oppenheimer when he's like first thinking about physics, he sees the water rippling, um, and then
0: also it, it rains. You get like little droplets and all that at the beginning. Yeah,
2: when the when he talks about the TNT blowing up, the biggest explosion of TNT uh, in That's the history. A lot of ripples. Yeah, you see the explosion un-ripple, of un-ripple. the ship. Yeah. Um, yeah, and the debris hits the water, and then also too when they're doing the circles for the H bomb on the map when Oppenheimer looks at it he sees the ripples in the water like each one like little mushroom cloud
0: i understand the imagery but what i'm saying is it's the interesting to not have it in every version of the scene well it yeah nolan's in that last version well, so that, like is, is that the, the fragility of memory or like is it okay maybe happenstance? possibly. stance.
3: Uh, that's also the way that that nolan likes to progress his his stories that's one of the one of the ways that he plays with time And in, in each time you see these scenes that we've seen so many times there's more to it, there's more to it, there's more to it. There's a different angle that we didn't see before. There's, oh, maybe that actually has been there the whole time and we just didn't see it before. Because no, the like, wet hat
0: was not. Is it the like a scenes.
1: different dimension? <laughs> Are we playing with time? Yeah, it would. Have no, to I don't be, think. Right?
2: It, I don't think it's a different dimension because the, uh, we're seeing those scenes from different p- perspectives, right? Because when we first yeah. see those scenes, it's black and white, which is from uh, Strauss, right, right? Robert it's Downey Jr.'s perspective, yeah. right? So when we go back and we're color and we're at the end, that's we're within Oppenheimer's brain, and what is he thinking about? Destruction of of all humans, and you know that's why we're getting the ripples. That's why we're getting the rain there mm, it's a visual okay. it's a visual thematical element that christopher nolan is is using which i think works beautifully i mean yeah i like that it was, it was
3: quite beautiful because you he starts the scene and you you see einstein tossing a rock so you see the ripples and then just again see it from oppenheimer's perspective it's it's so many more ripples
2: how did you guys feel about all the gear reflected in uh, windows and in glasses
0: it was really noticeable on the gear large screen reflected yeah man you get like okay so let me let me throw one at you mike uh when they go camping it's a single lit shot with fire and a beautiful s60 uh low on a on a low low boy combo with a, a fire <laughs> effect reflecting in their in their glass so when he looks down you just get that perfect shot of the of the of the unit in his glasses Hmm. Uh, where yeah, we see I, yeah, yeah i did
3: see some the s- square in his glasses yes and i didn't think about it oh well i did i was i was noticing like because there's there's some fire and candle things in here and i was noticing them yeah uh
0: uh what wh- why are why are you going through with this this is a kangaroo court remember that scene mm-hmm. okay so we're standing next to a, a vehicle uh that we're looking at right uh, where it, it's kind of Oppenheimer's POV, and then you see the giant silk in uh, in the mirror of the car, and the car drives out of frame, and then we reveal Albert Einstein walking forward, right where that giant silk was in the frame, <laughs> like literally, <laughs> yeah. like the, like the <laughs> giant white square
2: moves, and then it's like, oh, look, there's Albert Einstein. <laughs> oh,
0: there's Albert Einstein coming out of the silk. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
2: my God. But you know what? It's very noticeable. I. But you know, it's just like the the focus buzz in the movie. I don't know what oh, it
0: is. It's super noticeable. The focus is, is atrocious in it, seventy mm It works for yeah. me, man. Yeah,
3: there's a couple moments. It's rough.
0: It's. I think it's really hard to focus on seventy mm
3: I'm sure. Oh yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah.
0: And, and they, they, you know, they had to create these different lenses, and and you know, it's so wide open. They're 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 basically wide open at a two, and doing the Jesus. best they can.
2: That black and white stuff looks fucking great too.
0: It's incredible. Like the detail is is, is crazy. It's and it was so, so nice hear, hearing the film camera speed up at the beginning of the of the movie. Like we <laughs> seeing it in the film. Oh, you mean the projector? <laughs> yeah, 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 like and he gets up and you're like oh that's right you have, to, you have to forget that that sounds there watching a movie on film
2: <laughs> <laughs> I miss that flicker man like that was the thing it was just like oh shit this is actual film you know like
0: digital you don't get the flicker you know I have to show it to everybody let's see when you go they gave us like your t- with your ticket you get like a four frame piece of 70 millimeter film Ah, uh, that's pretty dope uh, I wish I had a light
1: is it light? from the, the film
0: your yeah, phone? well, no, but it's it's a it's a promo thing. It's not yeah, actually. It's a repro- well, no, I
1: know it's not like from the film, but like, is it? It's you know? way
0: too bright. Oh, there you can oh, see. Oh, neat. that's cool. Yeah, yeah. So you get like a, a, like the, him looking at the bomb. You get a shot of the bomb like up in the tower. And then Oppenheimer there and, and so basically you get three frames I love this hallway scene right here when he's like the press is following him that black and white looks so sexy Dude, like it's so, it's good, so man. perfectly exposed and just like the texture of it it feels so amazing like and, and all of these close-ups and what's really neat in the in the, um, in the IMAX you actually you actually get this frame th- this square you see that yeah it actually so it, you, everything else we were watching was, was crop 240 but you actually get this frame. In IMAX, which is really wild,
2: mm. if it was shot in IMAX, yeah,
0: right. If it was shot in those IMAX scenes, was What's there a lot of one? like switching back and
3: forth between aspect ratios on the IMAX? Yes,
0: yeah, there was a- no, no, not in standard IMAX, no, but like in in the seventy mil, it was, yeah,
2: mm. it, it it was like uh, it wasn't as bad as the Dark Knight. The Dark Knight's got, like, <laughs> that's got a lot. Yeah, yeah you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. We're, we're going through, and then it's all of a sudden, it's like, IMAX shot. Here it is. We're in Hong Kong, baby. And then it's like, oh, and there's Batman, and we're going to go back down. <laughs> we didn't get the IMAX <laughs> camera for this. But, I mean, uh, I was reading something with Christopher Nolan where he was saying, like, the, the technology has gotten so much better, and the IMAX cameras are quieter now, mm-hmm. that they could, he could actually use the IMAX cameras for, like, dialogue scenes and intimate dialogue right. scenes where he couldn't use before. Five perf instead of the fifteen perf—that's way too loud. Yeah, it's a significant difference. <laughs> so yeah, that—that's I'm. Look, man, Christopher Nolan making advances in IMAX film. Let's do it.
0: Look at you, fifteen. It's fifteen perfs. That's what I said. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, they they blow up sixty-five to seventy. I don't know why they do that. Uh, it's man, it's, it's You shoot sixty-five and you blow up to seventy for a projection. Yeah, man. I don't know why. It's,
3: it's, it's acquisition format versus a. Projection,
0: so in, in terms of like projecting,
2: like you, if you're just doubling it, it's easier than going from 35 to you know 65, which puts you in a weird spot.
0: Yeah, it is mechanically yeah. speaking. Ooh,
2: interesting. Now, why the cameras are done like that, I have no fucking idea. <laughs> Maybe they can't like uh, pull the fucking film through the camera fast enough. If, if it's or, 70, or it could millimeter? be the way.
0: It, it could be that the uh, the lenses can't resolve out to the size of a 70 millimeter frame.
3: Oh. I could see that, yeah. And
0: so, if if the lens is set for a sixty sixty five millimeter, so the the whole circle will only cover so much. So may, may, maybe it has to do something with the lenses that they had.
2: Did you guys watch any of the uh, Trinity Test uh, documentaries? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: No. A little bit, like half of it.
2: I thought it was amazing. The production design was like, de- like how detailed it was,
0: like accurate to some of that footage. Yeah, it was. Oh, especially them like raising the the bomb. And, like, the whole shower and all that stuff is, is spot on.
1: Like, the fucking tape on
2: the bomb looks perfect, man. It's just like... Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the way fuck? it's, like,
0: laid on and then angled and then, and the, like, certain pieces are laid over. Yeah, everything is exactly the same. <laughs> you like you Like, even the way that the, the cables are coiled, like, around it, like, all, all of that stuff is accurate. The gadget. The gadget, yeah. It, 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 which is interesting. They all call it the gadget up until the point. And then after that, all the interviews and everything, if you actually listen to the real... Cuts. Uh, it's always the bomb. The bomb. We're talking about the bomb. The bomb. The bomb. The bomb. Oppenheimer was the bomb. Another uh, unhung, unsung hero was uh, Remy Malik. Uh, great, mm. great. 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 Uh, you know, I, I love uh, his little turn in the court. You know. Yeah. Well, this. Yeah. Well, this. This is. You know. This There's no burden of proof here. Everything that happens to Oppenheimer, he kind of gets his little turn when it goes back out toward. Uh, I can't remember the actual character's name. Strauss. Strauss, yeah, Strauss is yeah, Leo Strauss.
3: I, I love that the first, yeah, the first time we see Rami Rami Malek, he's he's like, oh, can can we get your signature on this petition? And He's just like literally just dismissed with a wave of his hand as he's dropping the fucking thing,
0: and he ends up being um, a savior mostly, you know, which is yeah. great.
2: Anybody got anything else? Or we have ratings. I feel like it's the end. Let's rate this thing. Who's going first? Who is rating Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer? Why are you guys all being s- silent? You know I'm going to give it a fucking 10. Why do I got to go first when you know I'm going to give it a 10? All right, so I'm giving this movie a 10. Duh. Uh, it's great. It's wonderful. <laughs> I love it. Uh, it's the best film of the year. It's the best film. Damn. Uh, it's, it's probably the best biopic I have seen since JFK, uh, which it is very similar to. Yeah. Um, Not only photographically, but, like, story-wise as well. I do like this better than JFK, though, because JFK goes off into, like, conspiracy theory tangents, which can be a little Mm. bit confusing. And I do think you need to know your history a little bit better in that movie to follow it. Uh, This one, it feels just... Man, this feels like a a horror-thriller heist movie biopic, man. It's just... It's scary. It's unnerving. Um, Everything is always building... There's so many great fucking actors in the movie. Nobody misses a beat. The photography is tremendous. Yeah, there's a couple little uh, mistakes here and there, but uh, for the most part, I feel like they really add something to the movie. Like, I don't, I don't mind the focus not always being perfect, uh, especially in the black-and-white stuff. That makes it feel more like a documentary, and I, there are a couple of times in some three shots in the black-and-white stuff where... Uh, The three guys are in the back room, uh, in between the, the cabinet hearing where they're doing rack focuses and it's just like, you know, it, it, it almost feels purposeful that they're missing them to make it feel like a documentary, or maybe I'm just giving Nolan too much credit. Either way, it's great. Uh, the music is spectacular. Um, really love the music. Uh, This score is just really tremendous. Yeah, it's just a it's just a good movie and it, it really makes you uh question just a lot i mean just it makes you think about it a lot and uh and realize how how fragile everything is and i guess the last sixty years uh have been kind of a, a of a blessing that we didn't really realize we could have destroyed ourselves at any moment we could have pressed a button at any second <laughs> uh
0: who's going next? Gonna, I, I, let me jump in real quick because before you guys give it bad scores, uh, <laughs> I, I'm I'm gonna go ahead and give it a ten as well. I'm gonna let you finish, but uh... Uh, yeah, yeah. It, it's a cinema masterpiece. Uh, it's uh, it's thought provoking. It sent me down the uh, Oppenheimer rabbit hole, which I found to be very interesting. Yeah, just just from a camera nerd point of view, it, it's 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 excellent. The score is, is is amazing. This is one of the movies you definitely need to see in the theater. Uh, the larger, the better. Uh, it really lends itself uh, to uh, make you feel uneasy and feel the tension. Uh, suspension is amazing in this. So many great uh, actors, all the amazing cameos, like, like with uh, Casey Affleck. Tell me that fucking scene. Like, like, you know, just out of nowhere, great little, like, we, we enter on his back, we turn around, boom, he's amazing. Excellent. Um, yeah, it's a 10. <laughs> <laughs>
2: all right, who's going next? Bring me down. You don't have to bring us down. You can lift us up, to though. Finish it out, Kristen.
1: I don't care. Okay. It's up to you. You want me to go? Yeah, go ahead. All right. So, um, yeah, there's a lot of really brilliant things in here. I think we've talked about a lot of incredible things. Christopher Nolan is a pretty good director usually, and this is one of his decent movies. Um, <laughs> it's decent. It's decent. He's it's fine. He's fine. <laughs> <laughs> and. Oh, um, yeah, you know, like all of the the acting is fantastic. I really feel that the script was a touch lacking because I was horribly bored. And yes, the score is not not the whole t- whole way through. There were some but I was bored through a lot of it. And I, I the score was really, really good. And I really appreciated it because it always let me know when, like, something important, like, I was supposed to <laughs> feel something. And, like, <laughs> I just... Oh,
3: I should pay oh, attention. for that cue.
1: Like, oh, this is, like, important and scary for some reason. Like, oh, no, what's going to happen? I already know the answer, but oh, no. Like, okay. But, like, I, I did appreciate the musical cues to remind me that I'm supposed to care about this movie. Um, And like I said, we talked about some of the other, sorry, Brian, Uh, we talked about some of the other like absolutely brilliant scenes. There's some brilliant moments. There are some things that if you isolated them, you know, I wouldn't hesitate to say that this is completely outstanding, but it's, it's not completely outstanding. It's, I've, I saw it twice. um, And I feel like that is really good for me and i don't necessarily need to see this ever again and i will say that's not to like you know i'm not opposed to the content like if someone else wants to do this (laughs) and maybe add more like cool cool i would like it. maybe oh my god like if hbo wants to do like a mini series i'm here for that let's watch i'd watch that um they, they, they'll, they, they give. I just need more detail. I need to care. I need it to be emotional. I need to be emotionally invested. Um, and I don't think we talked about this, or if we did, I missed it. But well, I actually really enjoyed the the uh, the whole when they were testing the bomb, and even just like the close up of like the fireball. Like I really enjoyed that. Like there's so much beautiful stuff in this. It's just a shame that it's pretty boring and so anyway I'm going to be very generous because there's um, a lot of really good stuff here and I'm going to give it a 7
3: 7 is generous That's yeah, wow.
1: wow where I'm, was that Barbie a, love where I'm was that happy good- Kristen <laughs> uh, this isn't a happy movie <laughs> there's nothing happy about this this is a sad depressing movie so you get sad depressing Kristen
2: <sighs> you don't know, sound sad and depressing maybe that's what's going on in my brother <laughs>
1: You're messing with my head.
2: <laughs> what, do you need her to be depressed, Barbie?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I and do. that's the other thing. Listen, listen. If you want to make a depressing movie, then I need to be crying at the end of it. Otherwise, I'm going to be angry that you made me sit through this, and I'm not even, like, feeling anything. I'm not sad. I'm not, like, oh, God, what have we done? Because, like, I already know what we did. How did you not know what we did when we, when we, what, like... Like is this new information to you that you're like wow maybe we shouldn't have like killed all those people? I don't know. Wow, baby, maybe, maybe maybe my whole life is a lie. Like what the <laughs> fuck is wrong with you? I don't know what to tell you. I don't have these emotional problems, okay? Like l- listen, I should have cared more and I didn't care and it's a depressing movie and I was just bored. And so this is this is this is the filmmaker's fault. This is Christopher Nolan's fault. And so yeah, no, you. I, I should. I should be sad. I should be upset about this. I, I should be like, wow, I never once thought about the moral, you know, questions here. It. What the fuck? I don't know what the fuck we're talking about. What the? No, no. You don't. You don't know that war is bad, and you should. I just. I don't know. I don't know where to tell you.
2: All right. Okay. To be fair, World War Two. I, I. I would say like, is not war is bad. That was a necessary <laughs> war that needed to occur. Okay,
1: all right, okay, because okay. Because of hold concentration
2: on. camps from Nazis Listen. and from the Japanese. They were okay, both okay. like fascism run amok assholes so here's the so.
1: thing here's the thing i hear what you're saying and i generally agree with you the germans and the not and the japanese should be stopped uh, uh should have been stopped in, in world war ii okay no i don't th- i hope no one's gonna argue that um
2: people are arguing that people are no, literally like okay. what wait what 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 was going on like yeah, okay. japan wasn't so bad why do we have to nuke them and it's like they didn't do anything to us but
1: pearl wait, harbor okay we but talking about the children again on the TikTok. Do you know how many of those kids I should have brought this up earlier? I totally forgot. We're like just now finding out what the Japanese did in World War Two. Like they had no idea. Most
2: adults don't know. Kristen, like but, straight up, like uh, most adults don't know. Japanese had uh, fucking uh, concentration camps for fucking Chinese people. Most people don't know that because that is actually that was not taught to me in history. I learned that from the um, uh, uh, biography of some filmmaker. You know, I think uh, I think it was a Chinese. I don't. Know, I can't remember who it was. But that's how I learned about that information.
1: So okay. So but so this is interesting, and this is all which is the the idea that no one, no side is good, and we all commit atrocities. And since we're mentioning it, the United States also had concentration camps, and so how then how then do you fight this war and so this this is actually something to grapple with and the movie i don't i know they touched on this but i don't feel like they did a good job until until um the scenes where uh, like the, the scene where he 's giving the speech, like we 've already talked about it, that scene is brilliant, and it shows the magnitude of what happened, and it shows um, yes the the I, I think I did the right thing, but this is what happened, and how can I live with that and If the movie was more of that, I would have loved it
2: that 's what the whole film was no
1: it 's not no it 's not half of the movie is so dull it 's boring as fuck no, sorry, Ryan, no.
2: We saw different films. All right, Greg's.
1: All right, maybe I wish I could watch it with you because I feel like that I would have gotten more out of it. But, alas, I did not. And so it's boring. Not all of it, but a good chunk of it.
2: If you watched it with me, Kristen, you would just look over at me and I would just be staring at the screen smiling and being like, yeah. And then I would be like, I appreciate oh, that no. enthusiasm.
1: I appreciate the die. emotions. Listen, I appreciate all of this. That was missing from
2: mine. All right, Greg's wrap it up. Uh...
3: This movie is really dense, I think is the word that I keep coming back to, uh, and I'm sure it merits multiple viewings. I've only seen it once um what's today Thursday? I saw it yesterday. I saw it last night, um, so I've just been ruminating on it for less than twenty four hours well now twenty four hours of time whatever um, i was i I also with Kristen, was bored in many moments in this film because it seemed like. There was a lot of white dudes talking about the same thing in multiple time periods. In the same conversations with the same characters. And it felt like there was a lot of repetition. Maybe if I knew more about the history. Maybe if I knew more about the characters. um, Would have felt more impactful. Uh, But for most of those moments I felt like there was some giant ass assumptions. That the filmmakers thought the audience was going to go into the movie with. Um, that I just didn't know, and and so I felt a little bit lost in a way that did not. Um, it wasn't like a go to Indiana Jones and you're just thrown into the middle of action. It was like going to a movie and you miss the first twenty minutes and you don't know what the fuck is going on. Um, in in too many moments of this film. That being said, this script is incredibly well crafted from a a macro perspective. The ways that that. Chris Nolan takes this story and finds a way to do multiple time periods and multiple characters and intertwine them in such a way that feels like a thriller, like a a spy movie, like all the ways that this this film is is. It, the way that it jumps from one thing to another and reveals a little bit more and here's a different perspective and now we're looking at it from this character's perspective instead of that character's perspective. That stuff is fucking masterful. Um, I just found it really intriguing that those things were so juxtaposed to so many just fucking white dudes talking on screen again about the same thing. And I'm like, what? dude, you, how, do you, how do you get such narrative um, structural gold and, and fail at dialogue. When fucking Tenet lambasted for not being able to understand any dialogue, well, you're supposed to lean in. Well, the dialogue doesn't matter. Well, it, you'll understand what's going on just by seeing what's happening on screen. This movie was... It felt like a movie that my mom would have loved when in the late 90s, where it's just a lot of talking, and she's just sitting there not really watching the movie because you're hearing everything that's happening uh, on the dialogue. Except it wasn't. Um, so I was bored too many times. That being said... So much of the production was fucking amazing. The, the production design, the costumes, there wasn't a second that I didn't believe what time period we were in. Um, I loved all the, the way this movie is edited. I want to watch like 20 more times and just study how they're... All right, this is the scene that they brought that in and how do they build this this sound effect so that you recognize these are the the feet on the floor and then they use the same thing and you see the visuals so you understand exactly what it is that shit was fucking masterful all of the montages where you're seeing what's inside oppenheimer's head and you're watching things explode and you're watching raindrops on windows and the sunshine and all that stuff was just really really beautiful and poetic and that is cinematic fucking masterpiece and then we hear more white dudes talking. I'm just like, oh my god, can we? Uh, what the hell? Um, we need some black dudes talking in this
0: movie. Yeah, because that's that. That was you know historically accurate.
3: It, it is. It is. It is. And grand you scheme know. of things, like that's fine. It's a biopic, whatever, or a biopic, however you like to say those things. I'm gonna have to watch this movie again, preferably on a, uh, a larger format than than the two four zero that I watched on um, on a relatively medium sized screen. I feel like the ways that that Hoyt Van Hoytma frames faces, especially Killian Murphy. God, that dude can just do things with his eyes that, that communicate so much. I want to give this movie a 10 from all the execution things. As a moviegoer, as an experience watching a film for what this thing is and the way it's all put together... I didn't find it as compelling as I as I expected to, as I wanted to, and I didn't see anything before watching this. I didn't watch a trailer. I didn't see any production stills. I didn't know ninety five percent of the people of the actors that were going to be in this movie. I just said it's a Chris Nolan movie, full media blackout. I'll finally go see it when I can get get to it. I got I got to land it in eight point five. I feel like this is this is Chris Nolan um, indulging himself a bit too much on some of the dialogue things um he he is continuing his playful working with time in an interesting way that i i love from almost his entire film repertoire i think he might be starting to suffer from he's so high up that no one is willing to tell him no this is boring this is not good this needs to be cut this can be trimmed um and they're just like no it's chris nolan everything is fucking great and he's just got a bunch of yes men jerking themselves off around him um Don't go the way of George Lucas, dude. Come on. You're too good. You're doing too much in the industry. You're doing too much with the technology to to just be surrounded by yes men. I'm going to go see this again, but it's an
2: 8.5. All right. While these two people were completely bored from the movie, I do just want to point out that on IMDb, Oppenheimer is currently number 31 in the top 250 of all time movies. Number 31.
0: Oppenheimer marks another engrossing achievement from Christopher Nolan that benefits from Murphy's tour de force performance and stunning visuals. Rotten Tomatoes certifies Oppenheimer as fresh with a 93% tomato meter and a 91% audience score.
3: If ever a 90% was valid, I agree with that.
1: I actually agree with that. I saw a bunch of the reviews and I was like hold on, are you just giving this a good review because it's Christopher Nolan? Like, you don't want to be the person who speaks out against Christopher Nolan.
2: (laughs) No, I mean, yeah. Look, we all want to speak out against Christopher Nolan if he makes Interstellar, okay? If he makes any (laughs) other film, no, we don't. (laughs) Any other film. (laughs)
0: Uh, (laughs) And I also thought,
1: hold on, because I also had a really big question, because this came out on the same weekend as Barbie, and while a lot of people went to go see both of them, there were... A number of very vocal people who were like, I would never watch Barbie. That's so stupid. Oppenheimer is a brilliant, smart movie, and I'm going to see that. And I'm like, okay, but did you really like it? Did you actually like it, though? Or are you just like coming out? You know what I mean? Like, I had a lot of questions about the people who are really, really, really going hard for this movie. Not you, Brian. The dude bros I support is- you. Yes, the dude bros.
2: I'm a dude bro if that's the definition of a dude bro. And <laughs> your casa house? That's right. <laughs> it's my
0: Mojo, Mojo Dojo, Dojo Casa, Casa House. House.
2: Um, I just wanted to let you say it again. That's all I was trying to do. Uh, and I love it when the atomic bomb and uh, a great filmmaker can uh, can exist in, the, in in the same world. I, I would like to read a little bit from Akira Kurosawa's uh, autobiography, where he talks real briefly uh, about Hiroshima, uh, Hiroshima, and Nagasaki. This is from his autobiography titled something like an autobiography. Here he goes. This is quote. There is nothing more dangerous than a worthless bureaucrat who has fallen prey to the trends of the time. In the Nazi era, of course, Hitler was a madman. But if you consider people behind him, you understand that it is in the subordinate positions that the geniuses of horror and insanity appear. When it comes down to the level of the jailers and the operators of the concentration camps... You find beasts that exceed the power of the imagination to conceived. witnessed the wartime censors in the Ministry of Interior constitute one example of this phenomenon. They were people who really should have been put behind bars. I'm doing my best right now to suppress my anger that makes my writing about them become violent. Just thinking about them and remembering, uh, remembering it all makes me shudder with rage. This is how deep my hatred for them remains. Toward the end of the war, I even made a pact with some of my friends. If it came to the point of the honorable death of 100 million and every Japanese person would have to commit suicide, we vowed to meet in front of the Ministry of Interior and assassinate the censors before we took our own lives. Now, I did read that because everybody does like to point out the fact that uh, Japan uh, was bombed and that was a huge wartime crime. There was a fear. A legitimate fear, not only in the United States, but in actually Japan, that the entire country was going to commit suicide. Now, would everybody commit suicide? No, I don't think that's true. I don't, I don't think everybody would do that because people are different. But would we have lost 50% of all of Japan? Every per- <laughs> 50%? Half of the country? That is a real, honest to God, actual possibility. Now, did dropping that bomb preserve Japan? and their culture, and their way of life. Man, I don't know. That is a question right there. Do keep in mind that the generals, even after those bombs were dropped, and they had to send in their treaty, most of the uh, Japanese general uh, that were working for the Imperial Army, most of them committed harikiri or seppuku and stabbed themselves with a, a sword in their gut and disemboweled their entire lower guts. That's crazy to me. I mean, it's a different culture. It's a different time. But to me right here, where I am in my time, that's fucking insane. And I don't understand it. So I'm just saying like everybody likes to, you know, like we we like to sit here and get on our armchairs and judge everybody in the past. But we just don't know. I'm just saying it's crazy shit.
1: I, I think that's a really interesting point and sort of similar but different. I watched this fascinating documentary. Um, years ago that was about children of the Nazi guards and Nazi generals Mm. and it was they were adults but it was them grappling with who their parents were and what their background was and where they were raised because some of them were raised in the concentration camps like they had homes there and yeah this is this is dude like listening to some of their stories and and as they're like coming to terms with like the horrors that their par- that their fathers, um, maybe mothers too, but that their parents committed, um, it it was it was just incredible. Um, and it's not something that I could ever even begin. Like I, I think that's the interesting thing with war, and I guess generally we're very lucky that America doesn't have a hasn't had a war on its soil in a while since in our lives, and the idea of grappling with the enormity of it and who is more... What decisions can you make that are more right versus... You know, like the the best choice that you possibly can when both choices are wrong, kind of thing. I think that's there's so much there, and it's so interesting. And I think Killing and Murphy did a brilliant job of portraying all of that on his face. Um, yeah,
3: yeah, that's a good point.
1: But uh, yeah, as for like the movie itself, uh, but like Killing and Murphy did a really great job, and there are a couple of scenes that really exemplified that. And and I think that's another reason that I was so disappointed with this movie was because I wanted more of that.
2: I guess I can concede that point, Kristen.
1: Oh, you know what? Hold on. I feel like <laughs> what they were trying to do was be like, isn't it so cool? This is how they like came up with it and built it and get you interested in the science. And I feel like they did not succeed there. And <laughs> that's like, which is a shame because I love science and I love blowing stuff up. So like, let's see it. But um, yeah, I feel like that's actually where the movie really falters is getting you excited and the whole process and build up.
2: And Another uh, stat I did want to point out that, that is pretty cool. This is the uh, second highest-grossing movie that never hit number one at a box office opening weekend. That's kind of crazy. Never hit opening one. You know why? Because Barbie stole it <laughs>
1: every <laughs> weekend. It. Hold on. Did they steal it or did they deserve it? Okay, hold on.
0: Stop the steal. Yeah, you know. I don't know. <laughs> Stop the <laughs> steal. Tomato, Tomato damn Christian. <laughs> <laughs>
3: That's some left wing bullshit right there Apparently.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> so with that you've been listening to the Movie Crew Podcast If you want to get in touch with us You can do so by sending us an email To the Movie Crew Pod To Movie At gmail.com You can also follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram At Movie Crew Pod Jared, where can they follow you? You
0: can find me on Instagram at Check the Gate
2: And Griggs, where can they find you? I'm on Instagram at Griggszy Media That's G-R-I-G-G-S-Y Media and Kristen where can I find you
1: you can find me on Instagram at Kristen Magdalene that's Kristen with a K and an I
2: you guys can find me on Twitter at Elkins edits and we're gonna close out the show tonight with uh, I think my favorite track is track two can you hear music but uh, you know what I I, I don't know I'm, I'm starting to come around uh, to track 23 destroyer of worlds I think that's what we're gonna play it's the the music that uh, is over the amazing uh, montage that close out the film, "Destroyer mm. of Worlds." This is from Liquid Garrison. Enjoy.